about uh, peace, talks about joy, and today we're going to be talking about love this morning. And we all know that Christmas is just one day away, and it's the morning we look forward to. It's the morning we set aside to remember the anniversary of the birth of Jesus. Now, bringing with him, Jesus brought all those great things. He brought hope, peace, love, and joy. He brought all those things with him. Uh, And hope is a powerful thing, man. We've learned that the first week of Advent. And we know that peace is also available to us through Jesus. And and we know that last week, uh, Ridge had talked about joy. He's the reason for the season, uh, but he's also the reason that we can be filled with joy during this time. That brings us right back to where we are today, love. Man, that's, that's the engine of all this. That's what drives all this. That's the reason why he came. Uh, church, you want to talk about love. I've seen you in the last four or five months do some incredibly loving, generous things. There's kids wearing hoodies this year who would not have had them. You, your generosity was that. There's kids who tomorrow will have a Christmas that would not have had a Christmas had you not given, had you not helped out. There are kids that wouldn't have had school supplies had you not showed your generosity. There are, uh, there's a spirit of love in this church that I've not seen it in a lot of other churches. I got a call this week. I was uh, out at CMHC, and it was somebody from the Eastern Star, which is the women's auxiliary of the Masons from Evansville. They said, hey, we've got some extra money. Do you know anybody who could use it? And I said, yeah, I know exactly who I'll give it to. And I said, but you need to give it to me today because Christmas is coming. And within, with that night, there were $200 at our house. And, you know, Miss Pam wanted to give this family X amount, and it didn't work out, and, and it was $200 shy. And I said, Pam said, well, who are we going to give it to? And I said, you wanted to give that family X amount. I said, you're going to take that $200, and you're going to give it to them because that's what God wanted and it just showed up. Had a, had a city worker call me up and say, hey, do you know anybody who could use some groceries? I said, sure. Came by the house, um, I think it was Friday. And I guess the city workers got Rosier's cards, gift cards. He came and he dropped those off. He said, here, give those to somebody. That person's got grocery money this week because of somebody else's generosity in this town. But here's what I want you to understand. They called... That person who gave that, they don't go to this church. But I want you to understand something. The community knows this church operates out of love. They know we're not here for us. We're here to bring the glory of God into this community. And by the way, if you ask me, that's why the church exists. We're here with a local representative of the kingdom of heaven. This is the branch office of heaven in Chester. Think about that. This is the branch office of heaven in Chester. The reason why people call the church for help, because church, that's why we're here. That's our job, to help people who need help. And the reason we do that is not so we can get a shiny star on our vest, but we do that because we've been shown so much love by God. How can we not show love? Y'all, love is an incredibly powerful force. I like what MLK Jr. said. He said, love is the force that has the power to change an enemy to a friend. 
Love can change things. Man, love totally revolution, uh, revolutionizes things. And when you look at the New Testament, man, love is a theme. And perhaps there is no greater verse in the New Testament that you've memorized, that you see in sporting events, that's plastered everywhere. But you ask, why did God send us hope and peace and joy and love? John 3.16. For God so loved the world. You and me, Selena, Mike, Pam, Linda, all of us. For God so loved you that he gave his one, his only son, that whoever will believe in him will never perish. They'll never die. They'll never burn in hell. They'll never know what it's like to be out of the presence of God or the presence of God's love. God loves the world, so he sent his son Jesus so whoever puts their faith in him will never die but have everlasting life. Sign me up for that. I want that. That's me. And God said, I love you, so I'm giving this gift. Man, it is, the, it is the love that is the engine of all of everything Advent. Love. Love is the motive behind Jesus' arrival. Y'all, I want to look at what Jesus' arrival means for us. Number one, God has a gift at Christmas just for you. God has a gift at Christmas just for you. Uh, we've been doing this gig a long time, and I've seen some weird things, and I've seen some things that will break your heart. Uh, there was a, they used to go to church here, they don't anymore. There was a man and a woman, grandma and grandpa. Uh, there was a falling out in their family years ago uh, with, with their kids. And when the falling out happened, they wouldn't let the granddaughter come back to the grandma and grandpa's house. And not only that, uh, the kids wouldn't come back. I mean, it was just total uh, disengagement of the family. And I'm like, you don't need to know the story. I don't want to know the story, and I know it. Uh, but it was jacked up, okay? Surely you can relate with a jacked up family. But this is what happened, Robin. Every Christmas, Grandma and Grandpa would go out and buy that granddaughter. When she was out four or five, they would still buy her Christmas presents and then stack them in a corner in case she would come by. I'm this couple's pastor for years. Every time I would go over there, that pile would get a little bit bigger, Miss Schaefer. And what, she, what they were doing is, Priscilla, they were buying gifts Every single year for that girl when she was 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, chick never showed up. But every year they would put those gifts at that tree in hopes that she'd come. I'd love to tell you she showed up. But the best I know, that grandma, grandpa's dead. Grandma's still buying them presents in hopes that that girl will somehow show up and get those presents they've been building in that corner since she was four five now I know that's a jacked up situation but there's still some advent love wrapped up in that mess let me tell you why grandma and grandpa love that girl whether whether that girl loved them or mom and dad loved them grandma and grandpa loved them Never changed. No matter what the response was from mom and dad, no matter what the response was from the granddaughter, grandma and grandpa loved them no matter what. Church, when it comes to God's love for you and me, understand something. He loves us. Gosh, I even hate to say this, but I want you to understand how much God loves you. You understand God loves the whole world whether they love him or not. How do you know that, preach? I just read it to you. For God, so even the people who don't love Him, if that verse means something different, then 
I, I don't know what it is. But man, God loves you. Whether, whether you. whether you give anything else back or not, understand this, God loves you. Forever. Not that we love God, 1 John 4.10. Not that we love God, but that He loved us and that He sent His Son as an atoning sacrifice for our sin. Church, God made the first move to show His love for you. It wasn't you that showed your love for Him and He says, oh, great, I'm going to love you. Uh-uh, He loved you first. He offered up the greatest gift the world has ever known and our job is simply to receive it. We go up on God's door. And knock on it and say, hey, I want that gift you've got my name on in there. That love, that's mine. And you know what, church? All we got to do is receive it. It's there. You don't got to earn it. You don't got to be good enough to do it. You don't have to give enough. Dude, he loves you just the way you are. Dude, that he loves you just the way you are. He knows everything you've done. And then before you were born, he knew everything you were going to do. Guess what? He still sent a gift for you. Oh, listen to this, Larry. He took your name off the naughty list if you'll let him. He'll put it right on the good list. And for heaven's sakes, you wrote it in blood. It ain't coming out. You can't get that stain out. Mm. That should have been in my notes. He offered up the greatest gift the world has ever known. Our job is simply to get it. Church, <laughs> people receive gifts differently. Uh, Steve, I remember when I was a kid, I didn't, I gave this story last night, and there was a young girl here who thought I was speaking Portuguese. Does anybody remember the Lone Ranger? Anybody remember getting the toys when they were kids? All right, I do. All right. I remember getting it, man, that high-ho silver, the, the horse. It had 16 different points of articulation it was awesome but I remember opening that up when I was a five-year-old kid and I remember I, I remember it I remember it. my mom and dad were living in a mobile home not a double wide you know like 16 18 foot wide and and I remember opening it up there's pictures and I can put myself there in that little mobile home with the tree with a little guitar and 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 the Lone Ranger young people google the Lone Ranger it'll change your life that's what made this country great. You know, leave it to Beaver and things like that. Uh, but I remember getting that. And, man, you can see the stupid grin on my face as I'm holding this white horse and this dude in a, bl in a blue outfit. And I thought it was the greatest thing ever. And now, you know, you see your kids do that. And you kind of walk through that whole valley again. You get to see Christmas through their eyes. But now as an older man, you know, if somebody would give me a, uh, you know, if somebody gives me a $100 bill, which is, you know, that's a good money. That's a great gift. Thank you so much. I thought people receive gifts differently, all depending on where they are. When I was a little kid, man, I was jacked. I thought, I thought the Lone Ranger and Silver were the absolute best gift I could possibly ever get. I'm going off the walls. You know, they're cutting back sugar intake on me because I'm so excited. But now as an older person, you give me a $100 bill. I'm great, man. Don't, don't get me wrong. I just want you to fill me here, okay? You get a gift today, cologne or whatever. We don't jump off the walls anymore. We don't jump off the couch anymore. What happened? 
How come we don't get jacked anymore? How come we don't get excited anymore? How come we don't get overfilled with joy anymore? Well, preacher, you're not five anymore. But here's the thing. The gift God has given me through His Son Jesus in the package of love, why am I not still excited about it? You remember when you first got saved? Oh, listen to me. Remember when you first got saved? You were ready to take on hell with a water pistol and a Bible? And if none go with me, I'll still follow? Remember when you first got that gift of salvation, you were like me with that lone ranger. And now that we're older, we don't get excited no more, do we? Oh, preach, I wish you wouldn't have said all that. You set me up to laugh, then you cut me. But I'm with you guys. I'm not preaching at you. I'm just sharing my story with you. Guys, why have we lost the, the joy of that gift we've got? Why, what, is it old? Has it got stale inside of us? Does it need warmed up? Does it need rekindled? Does it need revived? God has the gift of His love for anyone in this room who wants it. Now, you might be struggling with God's love. You know, uh, just to be honest with you, man, there's times where I have a hard time mustering up that love or that joy because, man, life is tough. You get busy. And here I am telling you during this Christmas season between planning meals, decorating your house, getting teacher's presents, getting gift cards, i got to add one more thing. Oh, you got to be happy in faith. you got to be happy and rejoicing about the love God gave you. Thank you, preach. One more thing i got to do. Take that off your mind. I'm going to make it easy for us. When you get a really good gift from somebody, what do you do? You take out your phone and you put that thing on Instagram or Snapchat or, or Facebook. Look what I got. Here's the second part of this. If God gave you a gift, then the second part is this. Then tell people what God gave you for Christmas. Tell people about the gift God gave you for Christmas. Because He's giving you love, church. For most of us, we can't even tell others about the gifts we receive. Uh, I'm sorry. For most of us, we can't wait to tell others about the gift we receive. We're excited to show them. We want, to, we want everybody to know and share with what we've, we've received, the joy. Church, you've been given the joy that passes all understanding to the person of Jesus Christ. Why do we shut our mouth? Why do we not tell anybody? Check, check out this. Acts uh, Dr. Luke writes this, and the way he sets this up, it's cool, but you'll miss it if you don't, if you don't look for it. Luke basically says, this idea that I'm about to lay on you, this isn't, a, this isn't a man-made idea. This isn't something that I thought of. Jesus himself said this, and this is what Jesus said. He said, it is more blessed to give than to. That's literally in the Bible. Now, there's people all the time who say, God helps those who help themselves. That's not in the Bible. And there was a dude on NBC this week when the Pope came out and said, priests can bless same-sex couples. There was a person on there doing the interview, and he said, you know, Jesus said, love is love. Jesus never said, love is love. There's no fact checker on the news. There's millions of people who take it and say, oh, Jesus, Jesus said, love is love. No, he didn't. He said, love God and love people. He calls sin, sin. And the moment Christianity stops calling sin, sin, it's no longer Christianity. Jesus says it's more blessed to give than to receive. So it only makes sense, church, that you and I should be overjoyed and excited to tell people about the gift we have received. Preach. What's that mean? What's that look like? What's it mean? Well... Here it is. I told you I was going to make it super, super simple. I'm asking you to help 
one person a day just by simply showing them some compassion and some kindness and some love and expect nothing in return. Not a thank you, not a add a girl, not a add a boy, because you're doing it in the name of Jesus. You don't have to be extravagant about it. You don't have to go to the poorhouse about it. But show some love. You don't have any idea what people are going through, church. And it doesn't cost a dime to be Jesus. Doesn't. Let me tell you a story. About eight years ago, I, I went to, I would probably say outside of burying kids, burying children, probably the most horrible thing. But I went through a time where um, it was dark. Uh, thought about leaving ministry. If I was honest, I probably thought about a lot of things. Uh, but I felt uh, like a failure. I felt uh, embarrassed, felt rejected, felt unworthy, uh, really contemplating leaving ministry. I was in my office. I was sitting in my chair, and I was so raw. And I remember my secretary at the time coming into my office, Kelsey Gibbs. And she knew. But she came in and she brought me a cup of coffee with two creamer and two Splenda. I lost it. I cried my eyes out, Richard. I didn't feel like I was good enough to have hot water poured over beans. And she brought that to me, and I just lost it. I wept. I was, a, I was a heap in the floor. I looked like a mental patient. But have you ever felt not even good enough for a cup of coffee? One person brought me a cup of coffee. And it made all the difference in the world. A stupid cup of coffee. She had no idea what I was going through. She had no idea the hell that I was walking through. She had no idea the emptiness I was feeling or my unworth or, or, or my depression. She knew nothing. But she brought a cup of coffee in the name of Jesus, church. And it made a difference in me, for me, at that moment. You have something inside of you that you have no idea what people are going through, but there's enough that is with inside of you. You can afford to give some of it away because you don't know what they're going through. You have no idea, man. And I don't even know if Kelsey knew what that meant to me, but it's eight years later, and I still tear up about it. It meant something. Dude, if you've got a gift God's given you for Christmas... You might need to share it with somebody like me or the person in the row next to you because they need it. Because they ain't feeling no love at Christmas. They're not feeling any family at Christmas. They're not feeling any hugs at Christmas. They're not having any company at Christmas. The best thing they might have is a can of spam. They ain't got nobody. I'm asking you to be kind to one person. Look for that one person to show some love to. You have no idea what kind of a small gesture can make somebody feel. Um, Russ, buddy, I'm going to go back to uh, page 7. I'm going to skip 
And we'll skip it again. You know, when I was a younger man, I, I, I used to think that somehow God, God would only love me if I'm good enough. Shame on me. God would only love me if I'm good enough, but this is what I've come to find out as an older man. God makes me good because he loves me. I don't, he's going to change me. Church, God loves you, and he loves you forever. I, I want you to see this up on the screen. God's love for you is eternal, and it's forever. Okay, we all know that. Let, let me give you some scripture that backs that up. Malachi 1-2 says, I've always loved you. Always. When God says always, that's a big word. Jeremiah 31 Three says, long ago the Lord said, Israel, I've, I've loved you, my people, with an everlasting love, with an unfailing love. I've, I've drawn you to myself. I loved you first. Psalm 136, 26, give thanks to the God of heaven. His love endures for how long? Does that mean it's still good? Okay, weird. Psalm 100, verse 5, for the Lord is good. His unfailing love continues for how long? And his faithfulness continues to each generation. 1 Corinthians 13, 13 says, there's faith, hope, and love that lasts forever, but the greatest of these is what? How long does it last? Okay, cool. Does God love you forever? Absolutely. How come we ain't bouncing off the couches like we got a brand new Lone Ranger? We kind of lost it, man. We lost that water pistol spirit, you know? So what, preach? Well, here's the thing. We know that God loves us forever. Forever. Now, now here, what matters is how you respond to that. Now, I believe that everybody has an option. How you respond to the fact that God loves you forever. Number one, you can choose to receive His love. And guess what? You get to be in His presence and in His love and in His joy, in His kingdom forever and ever and ever. You will never be separated from it. That's option number one. Sign me up for that. That's what I want. Well, here's the second option. You say no to God's love here. You've got to spend an eternity in place where you know that God's love is not. And God's presence is not. It's a lonely place. And isn't it weird that if there's no presence, no love, uh, you don't feel God's uh, joy and, and things like that. If there's none of that, to me, the only word I can describe a place where God's presence and God's love is not there is hell. So you've got a choice. God loves you forever. Do you take it? Do you respond positively, or do you say, no thanks, maybe later? God loves you forever. How are you responding? By the way, there's, there's this thing you need to know. God loves you. It's your move. How do you respond to his love? I encourage you to receive it, share it, shout about it, and worship him for it. As every head is bowed and every eye is closed. Y'all, just for a minute, I want you to think about the, that whole challenge of being nice, compassionate, loving to somebody. Just, just one a day. Doesn't have to be extravagant. It doesn't have to be expensive. doesn't have to be massive. But it has to be intentional. If you really want to get crazy with it, put Jesus on it. Do something for somebody and say, hey, Jesus told me to do that. Or, or hey, you can thank the Lord. Or, or maybe you pick up the bill for somebody and they say, that's okay, Jesus picked it up. Tie Jesus into it intentionally. But I want you to think about that. Man, I can, I, can show somebody a, I can show somebody some love. That might be a complete stranger, but I can show somebody some love. Man, this week, if you would take some, some, some time to intentionally 
Maybe you only do it three or four days, but for some of you, that's a start. But if you will intentionally look for that one person to show the love of Jesus to this week, would you just lift your hand and put it right back down? Yeah, be more intentional about it. Yeah. Yeah, it ain't easy, but you can do it. God's given you the gift to do it. Lord God, I thank you for your love and your grace. Most important, I thank you for your love. Lord, use us this week in, in ways that we may not be able to understand or even appreciate this side of eternity. But Lord, we trust you. And we know that you do all things well. Father, use us to help you with your mission, with your, with your purposes and your plan. Father, help us love the way you loved. And it's in Jesus' name. And amen. Thank you.